0: Happy New Year! It's 2022. Um, And my goodness, it's 2022. But I found this awesome post from WittyIdiot on Instagram that said, uh, I love this. He said, 2022 isn't going to be any better just because the calendar changed. But if you delete those toxic text threads, unfollow the people who make you question your self worth, and say, F you forever to anyone who made 2021 harder than it had to be, it's a good start. I love that. And so I wanted to do a life update with you today. And I have something so huge brewing, something so scary and different, and I just couldn't wait to tell you about it. But also, I'm so scared by it that I'm afraid to share it with you. But I'm going to do it anyway. I hope you'll bear with me on this. And yeah, And also, I would love to tell you that as things start to happen and start to unfold, you will definitely want to make sure you're subscribed to my weekly emails. They are short, insightful, and hopefully funny, but very personal. And you can sign up at alisonhair.com. I, I don't share anything um, as personal as I do there. And if you aren't subscribed to this podcast, can you make sure you're following it? That way you'll get new episodes immediately. And as we are finishing up the money series and rolling into the reparenting series, you will not want to miss even one episode. The conversations that I've been having over the break, I've been uh, you know, doing a lot of interviews have been so expansive and actually they are revelational, really. Wait, I, I don't even know if revelational is a word, but if it isn't, please start using it. But seriously, I've got conversations coming up about the psychology behind money and marriage as well as reparenting yourselves. I mean, this is like we're talking about rewriting those old stories that no longer serve you as an adult. Those protective stories of those little infractions that you may have gotten, uh, whether they were big or whether they were little, and how to rewire that going forward so you can have maybe a healthier existence. So I can't wait until you hear the folks I've lined up on these super important topics. For me, I really do feel like culture change. And when you think of the biggest, most monstrous topics that we have, uh, it can seem really daunting. And what I'm learning is through this is that when we start to kind of uncover what's bubbling under the surface for ourselves, is when you actually can start to heal and start to really make a big impact on a global scale or on a cultural scale. And so that's the whole purpose of this. So uh, let's get into it. I don't need to tell you that 2021 was a mess. I mean, we're going into our third year of COVID. There's nothing more to say about that. But for me, 2021 was surreal, especially the first half. My mother, we started off 2021, uh, was dying of cancer. She had just been diagnosed with terminal cancer. Um, In the first half of the year, I switched jobs. I started a second podcast for podcasters and even started a business helping people launch their own podcast. And while all this was going on, I was so stressed and just felt like everything was off and I was just running at top speed in a direction that I wasn't entirely sure was the right one. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, where you felt this urgent need to do, to just get shit done. And that is where I was going. But none of it felt right, you know, none of it felt like it was the right thing. And I just assumed that, you know, with my mother dying and all of that, you know, who knows if I was in my right mind or not. Now, when my mother passed in June, it became crystal clear what had to go and what didn't feel authentic anymore. And even my grieving was weird. And it, you know, everyone grieves differently and I'd get these bursts of energy and then I'd have almost none. And it was totally unpredictable. And most of the time, I just was so low energy. I just couldn't, I couldn't quite get ahead of myself and it would just kind of come and go and pop in and unpop and I could feel like so many layers were shed where it felt like, it actually felt like a raking of my skin. It was agitating, but also felt like all of these profound awakenings and discoveries. And I started to get really sensitive to everything around me. And if you've been listening for a while, you probably know this, but I was so sensitive that I was completely consumed about how agitated I felt all the time either because I felt excluded from a group, or my friendships weren't as close as I wanted it to be, or just felt like really all of it comes down to, I don't know where I fit. I don't know where I belonged. And if you can relate at all or want more deep dives on this, I would highly recommend you go back and check out past episodes from the belonging series that I did this past fall. It was just so fascinating. Okay. So then something really wild happened. So last month I went to Sedona, Arizona on what's called the She Sells Retreat. And it was the inaugural retreat for Elise Archer, who is someone I really respect and admire. And, you know, we use the word retreat, but it was really more the opposite of a retreat. It was more of an advance. But um, Elise Archer has also been a guest on this podcast. She's awesome. And the retreat was in the most beautiful place on earth, surrounded by high mountains and even higher vibes. And at first glance, the easiest way to describe the retreat is for women in sales. But it was way more spiritual than that. And actually, very little about sales as much as as it was about being your full authentic self, kind of shedding those layers and and kind of stepping into your own, excuse me, stepping into your own power. The women who were part of this retreat were all successful, they were strong women, women that I automatically liked and felt comfortable with, which to me has everything to do with the trust of Elise and her ability to curate a great group. So on the first day of the retreat, we collectively read this passage from the book called Patriarchy Stress Disorder. This is not a man-hating book, but just go with me here. It's by Dr. Valerie Rain R-E-I-N. And after we read it, Elise asked the group what came up for us while we read it. And I'm going to read the passage here for you now. And while I do, I'd love to invite you to think about your own experiences, about what may come up or what may may stand out to you. Here's the quote. We learn through experience. We touch a hot stove, we get burned. And we learn quickly not to touch it again. We share an opinion, it gets dismissed, and we learn that it is unsafe to speak our minds. We show up in the world looking beautiful and feeling happy, and we receive unwanted sexual attention. We learn it's unsafe to be beautiful. It's unsafe to be happy and careless. Over time, we learn to veil our beauty, our happiness, our brilliance, and layers of defenses to keep us protected. We are careful not to touch the hot stove again. With each of these experiences, we trust the world less. We trust ourselves less because we keep failing ourselves by doing things that get shut down, ridiculed, or transgressed upon. Violations of our boundaries, whether they are verbal, emotional, physical, or sexual, create a heartbreaking mistrust. We mistrust men. We mistrust other women. We police each other and ourselves. We mistrust our bodies, our judgment, and our inner knowing. Wow. If you didn't get that, rewind it. Listen to it again. It really is powerful. And okay, so I have to say that after the experience in Sedona and after what happened after reading this passage together... With this group, I bought the book Patriarchy Stress Disorder, and I swear every damn word is like a thousand light bulbs have flipped on. Just note that the author, Dr. Valerie Rain, Dr. Dr. Valerie Rain is coming on this podcast because her work is Brene Brown-level revolutionary. So <clears throat> as I said, Elise opened the floor and asked what came up for people, What what popped up, what stood out. And for me, the line, it's unsafe to be happy and careless, really stood out to me because I don't know how to be happy or careless. I don't know how to have fun. And by the way, I am doing a series on fun and play because it is something I think we need more of. But I feel like white knuckling is the only state I'm used to. And so many of the others shared some really vulnerable experiences that came up for them. Whether it involved sexual trauma or even unwanted sexual transgressions in the workplace that they had diminished in their mind or just, you know, kind of put it away. It wasn't that big or tried to kind of deal with it. It really is like a protective measure to kind of move through through the world. And some shared about their encounters where they had to make themselves smaller because they were told they were too much or they heard disparaging comments that made them really kind of adapt in a way to kind of fit in. And it was obvious that this passage had unearthed some feelings that hadn't been dealt with in a long time, if ever. Then Elise did something unexpected. I hesitate to even share this story because of its intensity, but I think there's a huge benefit for you and for me to share it. So I'm just going to share it. I really wanted to document this somewhere. So she said she wasn't planning on doing this exercise at all. But after the the visceral reactions that happened after reading this package pa- passage together, she said she felt it was important to physically move all this energy that we dug up and move that energy through our bodies to properly process it instead of just letting it hang out there without being fully addressed. So She sent the photographer and videographer out of the room. All the people who were kind of working in the conference area were told to leave. She turned out the lights and asked us to go find a wall to stand in front of. I had no idea what she was going to do, but I knew it was going to be important and I was here for it. So Elise put on an angry song, something that really was kind of Angry, and instructed us to close our eyes and feel our anger, like to literally just bring our anger up and out and move that feeling through our bodies. Whatever we felt like doing, whether it was stomping our feet or punching our arms or screaming if we wanted to, whatever would help us let it out. My eyes were closed and I could feel myself rocking back and forth. And I could hear people around me starting to shout, Some were stomping, some were letting out wailing screams, and Elise lovingly encouraged us to keep letting it up and just feeling it. I started to cry as I could feel the strength and the hurt coming through in the room. I didn't know if I could scream and wondered if I was holding back. Am I squandering my chance to just let it out? Am I doing this wrong? But I started to feel the catharsis of others just letting it out, and I could feel the relief as much as the hurt. It was intense. I now understood the power of what Elise was doing with this exercise. How much do we hold in? What could be released if we just let it out? When do we ever fully let out those feelings that we kind of stuff in our bodies? Because our bodies really do keep the score, right? Then she put on a sad and moving song and asked us to let up the grief. Let us feel ourselves grieve and just feel through it. She reminded us that we were safe and just letting it out. For me, I was sobbing at this point. I imagine everyone was and I felt so much compassion and empathy for everyone in that room. And could feel the release too that felt more natural to me i generally am not a crier i'm actually quick to anger um but i didn't really cry um i didn't i didn't really get angry but i definitely cried there and lastly she put on a hopeful song and invited us to feel joy and feel healing so first we did anger then grief then healing And she invited us to dance and move our bodies and just move through it. And all I wanted to do was to hug the woman next to me. And I could feel a collective release through the room. My eyes were closed the entire time. And in fact, I was afraid to open them or look anywhere because I knew the vulnerability was sky high. I felt like I was going to fall apart. And everyone was so brave just to fully be there. And as we open our eyes and we finish this exercise, wow, the connection, the love, the understanding, all of it was palpable. I was shaking. And in fact, it still is as we've connected so deeply through this experience and afterwards. And I realized how much I wish I could scream or be loud. Or just feel free to just open my arms wide without worrying what other people would think of me. And I recognized that I'm afraid of my own voice. I feel how powerful my voice is, and I am downright scared of it. I want you to put a pin in this as I know how symbolic that statement is, especially as I share what is happening next. We all need this type of release. Scream therapy, you know, it, it sounds like it is really healing. And by the way, all of this happened in hour one. The retreat just got better and better. It was so thoughtfully put together and every exercise and conversation was full of meaning, intelligence, and intention, and relevance. We were open. We felt seen. We felt safe we were purely loved and felt capable. It was the perfect breeding ground for ideas, possibilities, and releasing the limits we often put on ourselves. Okay, so I could talk forever about this retreat, but I'll get to the part where something really big was born. Elise did this goal-setting exercise for 2022. Personally, I tend to struggle with this part as I've done it so many times and often have been disappointed. And whatever my goals are, whatever I end up putting down on the sheet of paper, it never feels like actually what I want, but usually something that might be reasonable or an obvious direction. Do I want the podcast to become huge and influential and make an impact for other people and spark other people to change and do things for themselves? Yes, yes, I do. But it actually feels bigger than that. So I decided to take the prompt and just write whatever comes through my pen without judgment. Not what was logical, not write what I thought would be reasonable. And so I took the prompt, where do I want to be a year from now? And I wrote that my goal is to create a new media platform where there is none today. I don't know where that came from or what that means, (laughs) but here is the really big news. I would love to turn culture changers or the idea of culture changers into a TV show. Not necessarily like a traditional interview or talk show like the Drew Barrymore show, although I'm open to it, but almost like Vox's Explained, you know, that series Explained on Netflix, meets CBS Sunday Morning, but more personal. And I thought of a new format that includes big cultural topics that I'm obsessed with, but interjecting humorous thought bubbles of almost like our own inner monologue to keep it engaging, things that are funny, things that we tell ourselves to make it personal and have the power to move society forward in a healthier way, but do it personally. Because when I think about these huge uh, monster topics like race, political division, homelessness, food insecurity, global warming, all of these things, climate change, all of these things feel so daunting. But if we can make it personal to where if we understand ourselves so much better in a way, in a way, in a framework of what's bubbling underneath the surface that maybe we just didn't know was there, maybe we have a chance of collectively healing uh, the culture and moving the society forward if we understand ourselves better. So, right now, I'm calling the show Bubbling Under the Surface. Get it? Thought bubbles? I don't know. It's, I'm still in its infancy, but what am I going to do with all of this? Well, I'm actually submitting this idea, to an executive at a TV network for review in mid-January. Yes, you heard that right. You know I move quickly. And I'm going to see where I can take this. But I'd love to ask you, do you know of anyone in the media world I'm looking for a mentor and good connections to really take this idea and run and figure out how to navigate a new industry for me, one that I've played in for many years as a hobby, but I think it's time to put some real skin in the game, and I'm excited to see what will come up of it. I've been told for years that I should be on TV, and honestly, the only reason why I haven't pursued it is because the audio has always been really easy for me to do all by myself. Uh, But what if I could collaborate with others who understand TV production and media? What if I could take the original intention of this podcast, which was how do I make a bigger impact by sharing this kind of knowledge and make it bigger and help others spark something in them? So I'll ask, have you ever done an exercise like that where you just ask a question with a blank pen or with a blank piece of paper and a pen and just write down whatever comes up? I think you'd be amazed, I think. Well, I'm enjoying the blank slate to work on and really enjoying working on what feels natural and intuitive to me and expansive instead of constricting and kind of fitting in this box that I've been, you know, trying to shrink myself into for so many years. What if I could just break out of the box and be fully myself? And honestly, While I may have some big goals to achieve, my real goal is to feel peace. And that's it, to feel like me and to feel like I am enough, regardless of what job I have or how productive I can be or what's in my bank account. So I'm so thankful for your ears, for when you share these episodes. And I always love hearing from you. This podcast is growing and that is because of you. And so I want you to DM me on the socials. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what stood out to you about this episode or if you have feedback or comments. And I'm always down to hear praise. And speaking of praise, if you haven't already, you can now leave a five-star review on Spotify. It's a new feature. If you listen to me on Spotify for culture changers or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, will you leave a review there as well? It helps people find me and it helps warm my cold, cold heart. And as I said before, I am so hoping you'll sign up for my email updates. They are where I share my most personal stories and updates. And they're short, they're quick, they're insightful. So you can sign up at allisonhair.com. Thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. And I will see you next time.